Buenos dias from Melbourne. This is the Rorschach Spain update from Thursday, the 3rd of February, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. European Court of Justice, or ECJ, declared last week that the Spanish taxation law on their citizens' foreign assets is illegal. The so-called Model 720 required residents to report all assets they own outside of Spain. And those who do not do this or do not do it properly face a penalty of more than 100% of the asset's value. This law was part of the amendments to the tax law approved by the People's Party in 2012. European Commission appealed the law to the European Court in 2019, and since then the fines have not been collected. A new ECJ ruling says the penalties are contrary to EU law and restrict the free movement of capital. Ministry of Finance expects to return at least 230 million euros to citizens. Speaking of irregularities in the justice system, Amnesty International, non-governmental organization focused on human rights, urged the Spanish Public Prosecutor's Office to reevaluate how they investigate COVID-19-related deaths of the elderly in nursing homes. According to the Spanish branch of the NGO, over 35,000 people died in nursing homes due to the virus. The investigation into their passing went without examining the testimony of relatives of the victims and without any recollection of vital information which could provide insight for future inquiries. 89% of those cases have already been closed without ever reaching the court. Esteban Beltran, the director of Amnesty International Spain, stated that this behavior is against the human rights of the victims. He believes the victims' relatives deserve to know what really happened to their loved ones. Work of NGOs across the world can have significant impact on the lives of people they help, but sometimes members of these organizations pay a huge price for their fight for human rights. A few months ago, we talked about the case of Juana Ruiz, Spanish aid worker who was arrested by Israeli police over her work in a Palestinian NGO after accepting a plea bargain in November. Ruiz was sentenced to 13 months in prison. She was denied early release in December, but with the help of her legal team, she appealed the decision and won. On Tuesday, the 1st of February, she was released on parole after spending 295 days in prison. Various sources claim the decision came after the Spanish Ministry of Foreign Affairs, José Manuel Alvarez lobbied for Juana as her new case was of high importance to the Spanish public. Another topic of great importance to the Spanish public, on Tuesday the 1st, the government reaffirmed that wearing protective masks will continue to be mandatory even while outdoors. Surprisingly for many, a vote on the use of masks was added to the vote on the increase in pensions, which meant that a vote against the mask would mean disagreement with an increase in pensions. This dubious move sparked outrage among some parties like Vox, who've called it a form of blackmail. Nonetheless, the rule is approved with 162 votes in favor, 153 against, 28 abstentions. For all those planning to travel this month, keep in mind that the validity of the antigen test results have been shortened from 48 hours to just 24 hours when entering or re-entering Spain. On the same day, the government approved the new early childhood education curriculum. New test has been on hold for months over mentions of gender construction and the discovery of sexuality, which some right-wing autonomous communities found controversial. Government amended the original proposal but retained those references, a decision that some parents and even certain feminist organizations did not like. Despite the disagreements, the new curriculum will apply for the next school year, it will also no longer be divided into two phases from 0 to 3 and 3 to 6 years of age, but simply from 0 to 6. 
The government's plan is to focus on skills development rather than specific knowledge. The curriculum will not have subjects, but so-called areas of experience, such as personal autonomy, discovering and exploring the environment, and language. The new approach will not be mandatory, but a guideline that each community can adapt to its needs. Although the economy across the country is slowly recovering, increased production and the need for certain resources have led to sudden changes in fuel prices. The price of Brent crude oil, the benchmark most commonly used for Europe for petrol and diesel production, has risen to 90 U.S. dollars per barrel. Current predictions are that the price will go up to 100 U.S. dollars per barrel, the highest price in 10 years. Experts say the blame lies in increasing demand for such resources. Still, Elena Diaz Aguilar, a professor of economics at Comillas University in Madrid, believes the conflict between Russia and Ukraine pushes prices up. She also believes the outcome of the conflict will determine the future costs of the commodity. Luckily, Spain still managed to keep the prices under the European average. After overcoming chronic foot injury in COVID-19, Rafael Nadal won this year's Australian Open. This was his 21st Grand Slam win, surpassing Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer, who each collected 20 victories. Nadal won against the favorite in the match, Russian Daniil Medvedev. More on sports. This Friday marks the beginning of the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. Spain will compete in six disciplines, alpine and cross-country skiing, figure and freestyle skating, skeleton, and snowboarding. Honor being this year's flag bearers during the opening ceremony was entrusted to two Catalans, snowboarder Keralt Caselet and skeleton athlete Ander Mirabel. While some Catalans will compete in the Olympics, others participated in a different kind of athletic event, building a human tower. The origins of this unusual event date back to the 17th century, when this type of acrobatic performance was first documented in Valencia, later spread to Catalonia and the Balearic Islands. The goal is to build and dismantle the highest possible human tower, or castel in Catalan, without falling. On the 30th of January, 3,290 people participated in the event in the town of Vals. Unfortunately, many had to cancel due to testing positive for COVID-19. One of the country's most unusual customs was declared part of UNESCO's masterpieces of the oral and intangible heritage of humanity in 2010. Last Saturday was supposed to be a happy day for Chanel Terrero, Spanish singer who won the award for best song at the Benidorm Festival. Unfortunately, after she was given the opportunity to represent Spain at this year's Eurovision Song Contest, the honor was overshadowed by questionable accusations. There seems to have been controversy about how the jury voted and even about the song's lyrics. Speculations about the competition reached the Congress of Deputies and the People's Party requested that the organizers publish data on how each juror voted. The public was not happy with the jury's decision, and many Spaniards took to Twitter demanding that the winner be Tagusieras, a Galician folk hero. Some positive news in this week's update. On the occasion of the anniversary of the abolition of slavery in Spain, a new statue was unveiled overnight on Sunday the 30th of January in a square in Barcelona. The figure, called Humanitat, Humanity, was made by French artist James Colmina and depicts a, a man hugging a teddy bear, both in red. The artist stated on his Instagram account that the statue is a symbol of a positive relationship between men, regardless of skin color, gender, and religion. Humanitat has replaced a previous statue of a slave trader, Antonio Lopez, a man whose name still stands in the same square in the city. 
City Council plans to leave the anti-racist sculpture there for the time being. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Help us avoid ads by telling your friends about this update. Like Princess Leia said, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at spain at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschach.spain and Twitter at rorschachspain. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.